1: This podcast may contain explicit language, or everything may be subtly hinted at. Welcome, welcome to the Trampoline Hall Podcast. I am Misha Globerman, the host of the Trampoline Hall Podcast. Uh, Trampoline Hall, as you might well know by now, is a lecture series that takes place in a bar, usually in Toronto, sometimes in other cities. People give lectures on all kinds of topics, but the one restriction is they cannot speak on subjects on which they are professionally expert. It cannot be their job to know the thing about which they are speaking. Uh, This, of course, is the Trampoline Hall Podcast. What we do here is we go through our vast, vast, Vast archives and choose a uh, one lecture from the past to uh, cast. To you, our pods. To, are you the pods? No, I think we're the pods. Let's not sit here and argue about who's the pods. The important thing is that we 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 play a lecture. You listen to the lecture. You enjoy it. Then after each lecture, we play the Q and A too, because that's a big part of it. We're about halfway through the current little mini season that we're doing here. By the way, if you enjoy the podcast, there's a couple ways you can actually enjoy the show. One is that if you're in Toronto, whenever we start doing live shows again and the pandemic is over, you can come see the show. The other thing is, even if you're not in Toronto, we're doing live shows online. Um, they're actually kind of neat, and I would encourage 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 you to check them out. You can get on our email list. uh, Sign up for that list, and we'll let you know when the shows are happening. But now, now is not the time for that. Now is the time for this. It is time for this episode's lecture. Uh, The topic is sleepovers at the office, and the speaker is Adil Dalla.
0: Hello. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for staying. Thank you very much for coming out in the rain. Uh, thank you if you're like me and you've uh, experienced the night in wet jeans. Uh, it's a new and unfamiliar and uncomfortable feeling, uh, one to which I never want to have again. But tonight, uh, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about sleeping, and I want to talk a little bit about our sleeping systems. And, and the the question that I've been thinking a lot about is, you know, uh, are we doing it wrong? And um, you know, my, my context or my interest around sleeping, uh, you know, obviously, you know, as a, as a trampoline hall lecture, uh, I don't have any expertise in sleeping other than the fact that I do it, like you, I assume. Um, if you don't, we should, I'd really like to talk to you after. Uh, but, but you know, I, I, have, um, I have experience with sleeping, um, but I don't actually have, I haven't done any research into, uh, about it until having done this talk. Um, and you know, the thing that interests me, though, about sleeping is it is something that we all have in common. And so I thought it was something that, hopefully, from an audience perspective, uh, you could relate to. Um, and the other thing that, that was kind of interesting about sleeping is that I have a bit of a peculiar habit around sleeping. Uh, and that, that habit is that I like and I enjoy taking regular sleepovers at my office, uh, hence the subject uh, of this talk. Um, and this is like, uh, you know, I thought this was interesting because, uh, you know, in going through the, the the subject and the ideas and things that I thought I could talk about, uh, I, I did a lot of uh, I did a lot of searching online uh, to that vast uh, array of knowledge online, and, and I said to myself, uh, what are the things that I do that nobody else does? And uh, this this was, you know, we all have these things, these weird kind of eccentric or odd habits that we're, you know, we wonder ourselves, does anybody else do it? And you go online, you and you're like, does anybody else for you know, cut off jeans underneath their pants and, and you find other people who do and you get really happy. Uh, you know, I actually did find uh, many other people. In, in fact, there was no kind of support group or, or research around uh, sleeping over at your office. Uh, in fact, oddly enough, the only other person who I could really uh, find commonality around this was our curator for this evening, uh, Marc Riel, who in fact for the longest time, I don't know if still had a bunk bed in his office uh, that he built. Uh, and so we really jived on this topic. Um, so anyway, so I'm, uh, Um, (laughs) but, but, uh, but, you know, I, it actually worked really well. There was like, there was six of us in in this, in this, is Queenside bed and it worked really well. Uh, I fell asleep. I woke, I woke up the next morning and I thought to myself, if there was a mattress lobby, boy, would they be concerned about this? Um, and yes, exactly. If there, uh, amazing (laughs) lobby to conceptualize, a mattress lobby of all lobbies. Uh, you know, they'd they have a lot of issues with this this notion of co-sleeping. Um, it really, really put a dent in their business. And so, so you know, there's a lot of cultures in the world where group, group sleep actually is pretty common. Um, you know, one thing that we're probably uh, mostly familiar with is this concept of siesta. It's practiced in places like Spain and Egypt. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's like a midday break. Uh, and, and you go back home and you take a nap or you have a meal or you spend time with your family. And, and then you go back to work and you work later in the day. Uh, but but you have this midpoint where you get to take a break. Um, uh, the other kind of sad thing I learned—it's really it's really fun to fantasize about the siesta—but the sad thing I learned is, uh, in fact, siesta use is on decline uh, because uh, it's particularly in Spain as they try to align better with uh, Western business practices. Um, it's too bad. Um, but but the interesting about siesta is uh, it, it kind of correlates some some data that I found and. and uh, kind of holistically speaking about sleeping. So it turns out uh, physiologically or biologically, uh, our bodies actually sleep really well in four hour intervals. So this concept of uh, the eight hour sleep uh, is, in fact, right. But, but in reality, the, the idea is, is that perhaps it's actually better split up. Um, NASA has actually done a really fascinating study where they found that the astronauts are 35% more productive after they've taken a 20 to 40 minute nap. Um, and so, so, you know, NASA has kind of bought into this idea, and I, and I figure if astronauts are actually allowed to sleep at work, like, why aren't I? Um, Google, if you, uh, you know, Google, who, who is consistently among the, the companies of the world to whom, uh, you know, uh, employees rate is one of the best places to work. Google, as Google does, is take napping and sleeping at work to a whole other level. Uh, gone are the days that you have kind of some weird uh, dark room uh, that, you, that you're, you're there and you have a little sign. Uh, Google has, has, has invested in sleeping pods, uh, and they're really fascinating. You kind of you sit in you sit back in a chair, and then you lift you lift this egg-shaped thing, and you, you put it over you, uh, and then you sleep, and your feet are dangling out, and they're 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 nested everywhere apparently on Google campus, uh, and they really invested. These things cost like 20k a piece, um, and so but but you know this is Google's statement that we actually think it's important. You know they they've kind of bought into this idea of like six sigma napping. Um, and it's, it's not just the best companies in the world. Like some of the some of the greatest minds that we study, uh, or some of the greatest people that we admire, uh, have this have have shown to us that our sleeping systems are perhaps incorrect. Uh, Albert Einstein, for example, uh, used to be he was a notorious napper. Uh, would work for long stretches and then sleep at abnormal and short periods. And he had this really interesting habit. He would he would uh, have a pen in his hand and he'd keep it beside himself as he slept upright in his chair. And uh, once, he, once he reached a deep sleep cycle, he eventually dropped the pen, and it would wake him up. Um, Bill Clinton was famous, actually, for, for his naps. Uh, in, in fact, Bill Clinton, once, you know, one, I found some research that said Bill Clinton believed naps is actually what powered him up uh, and gave him a competitive advantage when he had to have really tough conversations and negotiations with people. Uh, Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison is probably the most interesting of all. Um, Edison, like, hated sleep. He, he actually thought sleep was for the savage. Uh, I, could, I could share some quotes with you, but they were, they were really harsh. Um, so Edison, you know, Edison believed sleep was for the savage, and, and what's a really interesting kind of correlation to make, and, and I, I admit it's a bit of an outlandish hypothesis, but like, was Edison motivated to create the light bulb because he didn't want us to sleep as much? And it's really interesting to think about. Uh, modern scientists believe that because of the sleep bulb, we automatically start sleeping two less hours, and so you know this question of was this man motivated for this you know most sublime innovation, uh, because he just had a hate on for sleep. Um, so you know we we have kind of uh, oh and, and actually for the, the funny thing about to, ma- to mention about Edison, Edison like wore this I don't sleep badge, uh, you wow. know he no no he actually didn't it was like a figurative. figuratively he had a he liked to boast about not sleeping. But he, he was, behind the scenes, a pretty big napper. Um, but I, I don't actually judge him for that, because like what person in this room here would say they don't often indulge uh, in a midday nap uh, from time to time, or at least appreciate a midday nap? Um, you know we, we, all, we all kind of like nap, And I think it really begs the question then, um, you know, looking at all these different examples, uh, is this concept of an eight-hour sleep in the middle of the night, sleeping by herself in a bed, Really, what makes sense? Uh, maybe you know. Maybe we have it a little bit wrong. Maybe like our organizations that we work with need to invest in nap rooms. Uh, maybe we need to think about sleeping with other people in a non-sexual manner or a sexual manner. that can go hand in hand. Um, and this kind of comes back to where I started. Uh, so I, I, I do sleep at the office, uh, and I've developed this um, regiment around it. Um, and what's a really interesting thing that I've, I've identified about it is that. Uh, through sleeping at the office I've kind of removed the shackles for myself of sleeping uh, in a bedroom uh, in fact through that experience I find that now I'm able to actually sleep anywhere uh, at any time uh, I have friends in the audience who might provide some evidence of that um, and certainly there are pictures are floating around uh, of that also occurring um, but but I certainly don't think you know necessarily sleeping at the office might be for you uh, it's just one way that you might uh, want to, to to kind of uh, challenge convention uh, and certainly, um, you know, sleeping at the office or, or having sleepovers at the office, uh, you know, there, there are safety issues. There are logistical issues. Um, you know, as a side note, uh, one time I, uh, I saw, I'm clearly very comfortable at, at my office. Uh, and, and, and I guess that's that probably a good thing. But it, it doesn't really work out always. One time I, um, uh, I went on a date, uh, I, uh, we went out for dinner. We said, where should we go after? I said, why don't we go to the office? I didn't really think much about it, uh, you know, we're sitting there, it was, it was, it was, you know, totally, you know, there was nothing physical happening, uh, and then the girl said to me, she said, um, did you bring me to your office for our date? Uh, and, uh, and I said, yes, and I hadn't really thought about it, and I thought, and, and it dawned on me at that point that I had kind of developed this unnatural uh, relationship to where I had actually worked. Um, so I get it. I get, I get the sleeping over at the office. I'm not advocating that you necessarily sleep over at the office. But w- what I am actually you know, hopefully getting across is that um, perhaps you might want to sleep, sleep and think about sleep a little bit differently. Uh, you know, we do have an anxiety around sleep, an obsession around it. Uh, we're worried about not getting enough time. We're not worried about getting the right mattress. Uh, you know, we're worried about you know, getting the right situation. We, we have to go home. We have to go to our room to sleep. Uh, and then if we don't get the right sleep, we, we develop these systems to which we, we you know, we, we need to remove our, our technology from the room or we need medication. Um, you know, all these things are kind of growing, kind of a paranoia around us not getting enough sleep, where really it might just be like kind of our core systems that we might want to question. Um, so, so, next time, you know, you, you have the opportunity or the next time you, um, or perhaps you can create the opportunity, uh, you know, have a sleepover with your friends. We're all adults here, but, but you know, have a platonic sleepover. Create a Facebook group. It, it, it might work. Um, you know, try, uh, try, try you insinuating to your office that a nap room might actually make a lot of sense. Um, and I hope, you know, I hope you sleep well. I hope next time that you sleep, you think of me. But uh, well, actually, I don't think. I hope, I hope you don't think of me. Uh, but if you do, that would be very nice. Um, and and I hope, I hope you actually just think about maybe there are some better and different ways to sleep. Uh, and and I bid you good night. Thank you.
1: Adele. You're listening to the Trampoline Hall podcast. I'm Nisha Goldman. Up next, with and A. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs,
0: coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading
0: job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people
1: today. Are there any questions? Is there any questions? Yes, you, sir. Do you find it easy to
0: sleep? Is it easy for you to sleep? Uh, yes,
1: extremely easy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find it hard to wake up? No. All right, so you've you pretty much got it me yeah, sleep-wise, got him, got that's the... Yeah,
0: so, so the interesting thing is that I, 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 so I would like to think it's because of what I've done that I've made it really easy to sleep, although, although recently I did go to the doctor and he said I might have apnea. Uh, you might have apnea? I, I might have sleep apnea. All right. And, and
1: so he's like, you might be just exhausted in I why you can understand. sleep very easily, right, so right. I thought it was a feel-good story. It really isn't. But if, yeah. wait, but if, you, don't have, but if you don't have trouble getting up... I'm no do- doctor, but I am a doctor. You and are. if you if you if you don't have trouble getting up, it would suggest to me that you're reasonably well rested. Th-
0: that's the thing. I am doing a sleep study as we speak. Oh, uh, you're doing a sleep I'm, study. I'm, I'm, I'm just about to do one to figure out what the answer is to that question. So I don't think I've like this is the, the, the apnea theory has been proposed to me several times over the course of uh, over the course of my life, and and I kept brushing it off. Um, but I figured I figured I should probably just make sure about it. Uh, through research of doing this, I was like, maybe I should just double check. Right, right, right. So, and it's
1: exciting because it gives you another place to sleep, in a exactly. lab. You're like, oh, I haven't slept in a lab before, I'm it, guessing. It, I don't know. No. Have you slept in a lab? No, I haven't. I don't right, think so. Right. There you go. So he's good at sleeping. He's good at all, all facets of sleeping, except possibly breathing while doing it, right. if you believe his doctor. Uh, yes, you, sir. Uh,
0: where's the one place you've slept that surprised you the
1: most? What's the place you've slept that surprised you the most?
0: Um... So I, I, I guess this is less surprising but more embarrassing. Um, it, it, it actually more is a consequence of being hung over and, and working in an office before the one I was at now that didn't have, uh, didn't have um, a nap room, but I, I have to imagine I'm not the only one that's done this. Have you ever gone to a urinal and put your head against the wall?
1: Yeah! Anyone?
0: Yeah! Yes, okay. <laughs> Moet Park guy. Um, anyway, so I, I've, I've, I've a couple of times... Put my head against the urinal
1: wall and just dozed off for half an hour. or So. Now wait. Why? Why? Well, that's my question. Why? Like, of all the places to sleep, like, I can see how it's hard to find somewhere to sleep. But would you? Do you necessarily be like? Oh, is the smell of urine relaxing to you? Right. Or like, like that, I, I think you would imagine there'd be better places. Well, I, I worked at an insurance company, so they they clean their washrooms very well. There's right. no, okay. no urine smell. No, but why,
0: but, not... but but, but to, you know to answer your question. Um, I don't know. Like, you know you, you, I, at that point, I was working in an environment where uh, sleeping on the job or sleeping at any point during the day was, was somewhat condoned. And right. so
1: it's winter. You can't go home. Right. Where, where, where do you sleep? Where do you hide? Okay, even if, I were, if you were to say to me, okay, Misha, go find the very best place to nap in the bathroom, I would say sitting on a stall. I would say that way better than standing up at the urinal because I'd because I'm like I am concealed yes. and I'm not standing. Right, 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 So even in the bathroom, it's not the best so, place to sleep. I would so say. May, so maybe I said this.
0: So it is sitting in the stall. Oh,
1: you're sitting in the stall. Yeah. you were, Yes.
0: Yes. I thought you
1: said. I thought you said leaning your head over the urinal. Oh. So,
0: oh. I. I think I did say urinal. So I messed up. But I. What I meant to say is sitting in the stall, but with
1: my head against the. Oh, that's perfectly reasonable. Oh, okay. And That guy's okay. crazy. <laughs> Oh, you people thought it was weird, sorry. Yeah, I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad we yeah. cleared that up, thank you. Yeah, who among us thank hasn't you. slept on a public toilet? Jesus, okay, <laughs> all right, yeah, of course. Um, yes, yeah, you ma'am. Do you think that this could work in any workplace? So, for example, like, I teach high school kids, so... Do you think that, like, that would be a problem? Could this work, could this work in any workplace, for example, as a high school teacher, as this woman is? You mean yes. sleeping at work or sleeping in the bathroom? Or both? Either. Right. So, 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 so I, I do think
0: so, I, but I think, I think it needs to be understood that everyone can do it. So I didn't want to bring another example from Japan, but apparently they're, they're really different thing about sleep. But in, in their school system, they, they do have nap time to which both students and teachers are encouraged to put their head on the desk and go
1: to sleep. Uh, so, so it happens. You're so happy. It You're happens. like, that's what yeah. the, the only problem with my job is the having to be conscious for all of it thing. You're right. like, oh, right. we right. can <laughs> sleep okay. so there. So they have nap times in schools.
0: Yep, they have night times where the, the teachers are encouraged to sleep as well. Everybody. Everybody. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's really, that, that's weird. I guess so. That's hard it, to it picture. Makes, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. you Now, would you, as a teacher, what age group do you teach? Uh, 14 to 18-year-olds. Would you, you teach 14 to 18-year-olds. Would you be comfortable sleeping in a room full of 14 to 18-year-olds? <laughs> uh, honestly, sometimes you just really here. Right, you're just so tired. But that but it's funny cuz it seems like the relationship between a high school teacher and student is such that like you cannot like you can't sleep like because they're, because they're because they're scary, right? Teenagers. And but you think but you can you imagine a world in which like you would be able to do that? I think if you let them sleep like okay, if they were guys, okay. You're going to sleep. If they if everyone was sleeping. So am I. Right. I think they'd be cool with that. Okay. Right. All right. Okay. So there so yes, yeah, So that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Um, yes, yes, uh, you over there, I can, yeah. yeah. Um, can you provide us some uh, kind of visual context for where you sleep and how you sleep at the office? Can yeah. you tell us more about how you sleep at the office so that yeah. we can picture it? So the, uh, the place that I work
0: at is called the Center for Social Innovation. Um, there are lots of lovely couches that exist there. Uh, in particular lately, I've, I've kind of evolved from sleeping in a public space with a sofa so now I do sleep in a, in a room where I can, I can actually close the door. Uh, as I mentioned, I do have a blanket and pillow um, and a toothbrush. Uh, I don't know. What else do you want to know about that?
1: Pajamas? Do you have pajamas? Uh, do you picture them with, like, a long, pointy hat? Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no pajamas. Uh, I, I usually take off my wet jeans, and that's about it. All
1: right
0: his <laughs> sheets <Jesus laughs> are wet now, they're not, yeah, they're... It was like, it was like
1: the story just got sexier for everybody. I'm gonna get out of these wet things and sleep at the office. Alright, oh, uh, uh, you in the back, yes ma'am, yeah. I have a
0: two-part question.
1: Oh, god damn you to hell, Becky. First though, which is, where in the management structure of this job do you fit in? What's your, what's your... Who are you in this organization? Are you like a peon? Um, uh, I'm, I'm a director at the organization. Oh, you're a director? Okay, so you. So the second part is that, so you're that to be fairly high up, I guess. Yeah. Um, are there constructs in place for the other employees to nap or sleep over? What about the underlings? Can they sleep, or is it only you, the king, who can sleep? Is that, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but is that. The fact that Japanese, like. Right. Are you allowed to kick anybody out of their desk so you can sleep at it? Like okay. right, that, right, right. That would be great. Um, no,
0: we we did. Uh, we have nap rooms now in all of our. Uh, we have with three spaces here in Toronto, uh, so we do have nap rooms in all of our spaces now. Uh, so so people, be it our staff or people who who are of spaces, are encouraged uh, it, should they want to take a nap.
1: So there, so there you go. So anybody, that is, yeah. that's presumably one of the social innovations that they're working on is that yeah. anybody Anybody can sleep there. Now, uh, the, the one thing that I want to just address before we go any further is that to me, there are actually two separate things that you're talking about. And one thing is the, this very humane idea, it seems to me, of the idea that like, oh, like in our day-to-day lives, there might be more opportunities for more flexibility about sleep and that our institutions might be more supportive of sleep, like the workplace, you know, might not shun sleep. If you're tired, you should take a nap. And that all seems very nice and very humane and very personal. That seems to me to be very different from never going home from work, which seems to me what right. you're actually describing in yourself. Right. Like, you're not like, oh, I like to have a little siesta once in a while. You're <laughs> like, I like to always be working and never go home. And that seems like a different, like, do those feel to you like different things, or? Uh, well, I, well, here's the thing.
0: When I do sleep over at the office, I'm not necessarily working the entire time. Right. Uh, or the, the time that I'm awake. So, so uh, Occasionally, I move furniture as a way of getting exercise. Um, um, I, you know, I read, I make food. I th-
1: there's, there's lots of things to do there. Great security department. Hey, what? Any what? I, I, I'm security. He keeps the place safe. He's yeah. like, uh, people are like, oh. Which, which
0: has happened before. I've encountered people there at night uh, that shouldn't have been there and I've, and I've acted within a security rule.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to, that sounds to me like work. Like, like, that seems to be, like, a, like a failure to, like, a, not a failure, but a failure to, to let go of the workplace if you're, like, staying there in case someone right. should come by or whatever. It's like, possible. that's a lot, like, you're taking some responsibility. But do you think that, that part of it is that? Like, do you think that part of it is, like, not letting go of work in some, like, because even when you hmm. talk about it, there's something in how you talk about it where it's, like, you think it's cool, but there's also a part of it where it feels you talk about it as something that, like, you allow yourself to do, or something. So, like, like, but maybe there's some yeah. sort of indulgence. And I'm curious, what, like, do you think it's an indulgence in something like overwork, or something like that, or am I reading that into it?
0: So, uh, no, no, I think actually you picked up on something pretty accurate. It's, it's a larger part of the story, which just didn't make sense to include in this part, but. Right. Uh, but I, uh, I live at home with my family. Oh, OK. And, and as a consequence... By I'm, your
1: family, you don't mean your wife and kids.
0: No, okay. no, no. I, I mean right. my, my your, your sisters okay. And, okay. and mother and et cetera. Okay. Uh, and so I feel like I don't often have um, space. Right. So when I'm at... When I'm overnight at the office, it's, it's my, my sanctuary for space, I guess, would probably... I don't actually... I don't, I don't mark in my calendar, OK, I need some time to go
1: alone, to be alone. But I think I think that's probably what I'm going for—less about work and more about space. Okay, so that's a big deal. If you—if you're home, because it would be very different. If your family was, say, your partner and children, and you were like, "Oh, I like to sleep at the office all the time," right, <laughs> right, that would be a very different. Way I don't different. know it's just comfortable here, and right, right, totally. Yeah, like it'd be a different story. But yep. of course, if I. Yeah, if I lived with my parents, I would sleep in my office all the time. Too. Right, <laughs> absolutely, that's completely reasonable. I would get a job so that I could have an office, right. so that I could sleep exactly. there all the time. That was the right? that was that was the point. Okay, so yeah. that makes so that's that that changes things. Yes. That does change things. If your home isn't so, in fact, your office in some way functions like when people. What most people think of in like North American sort of middle class society, what people think of as a home for a single person, which is like a place you have to yourself, you actually have that more at your office than to, you have in your to home. To effect. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You. Yes. Um, in your research
0: about some of these countries that have a siesta, like uh, Spain and Egypt, uh, I my family's from Greece and I lived for a number of years in Italy and so I experienced siesta firsthand and I did it as a professional. I would go home and sleep. Uh, I found it very refreshing. However, those countries are like the best examples. <laughs> so,
1: really a good thing, so the question is given. Right. So the question is given. The completely dismal economies of the countries that right. have siestas. Should we should we emulate that? I was
0: I was hoping no one would pick up on that relationship. Right. Yeah. It was fun. You a did that. Man. It felt
1: good. Yeah. And you you were very unproductive. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Uh, no no no. It, it is a very valid uh, connection to make. I was thinking less. And in, in, there might very well be a connection between the two. Uh, my lens was thinking less about it from an uh, is this good for the economy and more about is this good for us as individuals?
1: (laughs) Oh, sure, all the individuals are clapping. (laughs) But the economy is shedding a tear. (laughs) (laughs) And and you're causing him to be unemployed with your your devil-may-care growth-reducing attitudes. If you were just awake, this man would have a job. Uh, yes, you ma'am, yes. Yeah, you Do you have different dreams at work than at home? Do you have different dreams at work than at home? I don't know, but that's a great question. All right. I'm sorry. It's a fa- an honest answer, I assume. Uh, you, sir, in the, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So you told us about uh, sleeping pods in Japan. Do you think that's a viable business model to bring to Canada? Do you think we could have, you, know, you were talking about sleeping pods? The, sleep, the sleeping pods are actually at Google, so, the, so they're already
0: in Canada. Uh, I would imagine I, they're, sur- they're certainly at their Mountain View campus, but I, I think the company's actually based in the states. So that... now, you're, you're, are you
1: wondering about like public sleeping pods, or sleeping like like pod. the Japanese micro hotel kind of things, yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So could we have that where you could just go and and have a little? Well,
0: I, I don't I don't know if we have something equivalent to uh, um, a short term sleep hotel. Uh, yeah. I, I think we do, but I think they're much more seedier than in intentions. <laughs> yeah. uh, but. Um, but I, I do think I do think there's probably a business model in that. Uh, but I do think that there's probably some system change that we have to have in order to accept a little bit more. Do you have have
1: you ever are you ever in a situation where you're like out in public and you really want to sleep and you try and you're trying to find a place to sleep? Like does that that's, Yeah, that's where what, do you sleep? that's what parks are for. That's what parks? Parks. So are you okay yeah, you sleep in a park? Assuming the weather is good. Yeah, if the weather's good and you're like, yeah. I want a little nap, and you'll take a nap in a park. Sure. And that's okay. Yeah. I did, I did that one time and I was like I found it really weird, because that's like, because that to me that was like sleeping in front of like high school students. Like I'm like there's a like I'm like normally it's not like I don't feel threatened, right. but it's it's a lot of trust, in some way or something, the people around you to be asleep in. I guess fully. you
0: just have to trust the the, the community that you're yeah, in. Yeah, right? and like, I guess like once I was asleep, I was fine. Right, I was fine. <laughs> Good. <with my> <laughs> I'm, <laughs> like, I'm glad you fell asleep. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And then also the other thing I was aware of is that is that I was like, oh, are am I, I? My sense is that like we are allowed to do that. Like, it feels like it's like a privileged thing. To, like, like, are you allowed to sleep in public? Are you even allowed to, or do you have to, like, look like a, like, are you, are you gonna get, to, I don't know. I, I don't know, know where I don't I'm going know. with this. Does anyone know, is there, like, are you allowed to sleep in public? Becky, you know, you have your hand up, because you know all the answers all these things. Oh I have something I want to say. I watched an episode of Dragon's Den, where this woman tried to propose that, and they laughed at her. An episode of what? Dragon's Den. Dragons Den. Yes. What is that? It's like these venture capitalists. Oh, it's a venture capital show, okay.
0: Well, so Becky was, doesn't was think our, our culture product? is ready
1: for the sleeping pods because on Dragon's oh, Den people pods. were people ridiculed it. Right. Well, there you go. That's something to we, know. Well, if we want Kevin O'Leary to determine our uh, what's, what's standard in our, in our society, then I guess that would be it. <laughs> uh, any any other questions? Anything else you would like to know? Um, uh, 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 yeah. Okay, Matt. Yeah. You, like how far does your sleeping routine go? The office, Do
0: you know, toiletries or
1: like. How far does the sleeping routine go at the office? Yep. What sort of toiletries? Toothbrush,
0: shower down the street, t- um, uh, blanket, pillow. Uh, what else do you need to sleep?
1: Oh, change of clothes? I have a change of clothes. Do you watch a TV show on Netflix? Do you watch a TV show on Netflix? Like a normal person? <laughs> no. No, 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 that, that's
0: fair. I, Maybe once in a while I'll watch a movie, but no, I, like I, I think if I am staying at the office, I, I try and maximize the productive time that I have. And maybe as a wind down, I will watch Netflix. You have like a wind down, how do you like really like live at the office for a little while?
1: Right. You make popcorn. Right. Does Jesse make yeah, popcorn? Yeah, I make popcorn. You know? There is popcorn. popcorn? Popcorn is made? All right. Of course. Okay. <laughs> Of course, yeah. it's, a, it's an office, it's <laughs> not a prison. <laughs> <Right. Okay. laughs> we all get <laughs> popcorn in <into> the office, <laughs> just at different times. All right,
0: OK. Right. Uh,
1: uh, 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 you, yes, sir. All right, so
0: uh, you said uh, the optimal is like four hour chunks of sleep, not eight hours. So if we were to take our eight hours,
1: break it up into two four hour chunks, how do you see us reformatting our 24 hour clock? If we had, uh, well, how would we do with our 24 hour clock if we broke up our eight hours into four hour chunks?
0: Uh, it's a, it's a great question, and, and so that's that's exactly it. Like that's like that's the type of system change that that is worth considering, right? I, I think that um, I think that in if you work in certain professions, uh, for example, if you are a graphic designer, uh, you could perhaps do a bunch of your work uh, in the in the time period that you know from two to six a.m. Uh, in fact, you might find yourself super productive, given that you're, you're, most of the world is uh, awake at that point. But um, but th- it d- this does require probably a larger shift, and I don't really know what's required to make that happen.
1: But I mean, presumably, like in sp- like it's still a twenty-four hour like just if you move it around, it still it doesn't stop being twenty-four hours, right? Like it's not like Spain still has a twenty-four hour day. They just oh, I see. Just where do you put? It? Okay.
0: Yeah, so I I think that like ten you- to two. Two to six, six to ten. There's something. So you think there's something asleep? around that? So that a I good, read.
1: so a good time would be to sleep from ten to two, like from ten to p.m. I think, I think ten to two is an so ideal time to sleep. Get up at two a.m. Get up at two. Two four four hours of work. Yeah. Go go sleep from six to ten. Six to ten. And then go and then on. Then yeah. Do some more work. Yep. All right. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's the answer. Are you gonna do that? Yeah, I tried. Okay, good. Right. Well, there you go. All right. Well, that seems good. I think if you change just one person, we've succeeded. What? That's right, you've already messed up. <laughs> you past your bedtime. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's wrap it up so you can go to bed. We'll end it there. Ladies and gentlemen, Adele Dalla. Thank you. Trampling Hall was created in Toronto in the 21st century by Sheila Hetty. It is hosted by me. This episode's lecture was chosen by Mark Rial. This podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music was composed by Matt Smith. Our coordinating producer is Kate Bars. If you enjoyed the podcast, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps a lot. I'm Misha Globerman. Thanks for listening.